Welcome to What People Don't Talk About, an interesting podcast where we socialize controversial topics that you may otherwise keep to yourself. Let's talk about trends, inner thoughts, and other interesting subjects to differentiate fact and fiction, truth and myth, and other debatable ideas. Open your mind and your mouth as we discuss these matters in an informative and thought-provoking turn. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of What People Don't Talk About. Today we're going to talk about climbing the ladder or being your own boss. What is it about the corporate world versus entrepreneurship? Both roads have the pros and cons and we're going to talk about how to be successful either as an employee or as an entrepreneur. So, entrepreneurship. What are the pros of being your own boss? Well, exactly that. You are your own boss. You can manage your time, choose whatever industry that you want, that you're passionate about, and being your own boss and driving your destiny allows you also to create a lot of wealth. And if the business is successful, you can become rich. Cons. It is risky. If you're opening up a company, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be successful. You also might have irregular income. Not every month winning the same until you make your business successful. At the beginning, it might be hard. Additionally to that, you have financial responsibilities with your vendors and employees. It means if the business doesn't make money, you still have to pay the people and you're still going to have to pay your vendors. You have to work long hours and extra time. A lot of people think that if they're their own boss and they're an entrepreneur, they're going to work less. And that is the contrary. Entrepreneurs tend to work more because it's their own business. So they have to be available all the time if something happens. And a nine to five job, it doesn't work like that. You're, you have to be available. You have to invest additional time, maybe at the beginning, until your business is up and running. What about employment? If you work for a company, what are the pros? You have, first of all, quote unquote, secure income. And I say quote unquote, because nothing is secure nowadays. And if for some reason your job gets terminated, you don't get more money anymore. But if you are a regular employee and everything goes well, you have income coming in your bank account every month, every two weeks, etc., bi-weekly or monthly. Additionally to that, if you work for, for a company, they already have the structure created. They already have the different teams, HR, they have the processes in place, they have the different finance teams, etc. So you don't have to create the structure. And most of the companies have also formal professional development plans for people, meaning they will allow you to learn other things or you will learn or develop your skills within the job and you will have that existing support already there. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to learn yourself. You have to find it and create it yourself without sometimes that guidance. The cons of employment. You might get paid less than if you're a business owner. That is the main one. In employment, you get paid a salary for a function or a role. But as a business owner, if your business is successful, you can make 
so much more money, exponentially more money than if you're just unemployed. Another kind of being employed is that you have a boss or several bosses, depending on what role you have. And sometimes that might not be easy. There are some great leadership and you might learn a lot from a good leader and will serve you as a mentor. But sometimes you have a difficult boss or a difficult hierarchy and you can either not climb the ladder so easy or your boss is just difficult to deal with. And in most companies, you have to follow corporate rules. Whatever rules the company has established as a policy, you have to abide by those rules if you work for somebody. But how to be successful in each one? How to be a successful employee? You first have to have a vision, an aspiration role. If you're trying to climb the ladder in the corporate world, it is important to know where do you want to go? What is the ultimate position that you want? And you need to align that career vision with your passion. What do you like to do? Not only, oh, I want to be the, the manager. Why do you want to be the manager, right? And do you want to be the manager of warehouse, of an operation, of HR? What do you want? What do you really like? What are your natural talents? When you work for a company, you have to also be flexible enough to take on opportunities. You might have an ultimate vision of where do you want to go, but maybe along the way you learn or you divert to other opportunities. And if you're flexible, you also be able to take that as an advantage and learn from different positions or roles or opportunities until you get to your ultimate position. Or even if you don't get to your ultimate position, goal or vision, you might divert to something different that you end up liking more that you couldn't see at the beginning. But as any goal, in order to accomplish a goal, you need to determine what do you need to do? What are the small steps that you need to take to get to different milestones in your career as an employee? It is a good thing to try to find mentors that are already doing that job that you would like to do or that could guide you into improving certain skills and knowledge for you to learn from them until you get to the desired position. Networking. Networking in a company is very, very important. The more people you know in a company, especially if you're working for a large corporation, the more chances you have to showcase your talents and be able to have opportunities in the future. Maybe those people that you get to know will refer you to a different leader, to a different position, or will let you know if something comes across where they think you might be a good fit for as an employee, you need to also be willing to work with your manager and be transparent in your career goals. Managers and leaders are there to support your career growth and are there to support your personal development. But you need to know what you need from your manager. And if you have a difficult manager, it doesn't matter. You have to win him over how. Something that I usually recommend the team that I work with is say thank you. Thank you for your support. I appreciate everything that you do for me to support me and I wanted to see if you can help me or if you have any feedback that you can give me to develop my presentation skills or to develop my or improve my results. But first, thank your manager. Even if that person has not been supporting you and has not been a really good leader, if you thank that person for their support, you're committing them subconsciously 
to be there for you next time. As an employee, if you want to grow, you need to improve your communication skills. Why? Because you need to be able to sell your ideas. You need to sell yourself. And the only way or the best and most important way that you do that is by being a good communicator. Getting to the point, presenting facts, persuading, and of course, showcasing good manners, a good presentation skills, and a good leader if you want to get to a leadership role. You cannot stop learning. You need to keep on learning. You need to be able to learn different skills or learn different systems. Keep always learning and identify different needs that the company might have so that you can add value and talk to your boss, to your supervisor, to your mentor about possible solutions. Something that I learned from a great mentor and manager I had was to bring solutions and not problems. Every time I wanted to talk to him about something and I would ask, do you have a minute? And I will start trying to present a problem. He will stop me and tell me, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. That was shocking at the beginning, but managers are busy. They have a lot of things to do under their schedule. And if you always bring them problems, you're going to be that nagging person that they don't want to talk to. So that manager forced me to think outside the box. And every time I had a situation, a problem, first I learned to call them situations and not problems to change the perception. Second of all, every time something was going on that was a problem or an issue, I was forced to first think of a possible solution and then come with a solution to him just for approval or final decision or just to let him know what was I going to do to resolve a situation. Now, that's how to be successful and tips on how to be successful as an employee. Now, how can you be successful as an entrepreneur if you decide to be your own boss? Well, first of all, before you become an entrepreneur, you need to be attentive to trends and also, again, problems. What solutions can you bring to problems? The best companies and most successful ones are the ones that are solutions to a problem. Like Uber, for example, right? Transportation or solutions like Tesla, for example, solutions to gas and oil and car and the environment. You have to be attentive to what the markets and how the markets are trending, where are they moving towards, and also what are the problems People have humanity, can be social problems, and find solutions. What could be a potential solution for a problem? However, you need to be passionate about that. It has to have a purpose. Because even if you are able to identify a problem and even think of a solution, if you're not passionate about that industry or you don't have a purpose why you want to do that, you won't be successful. And your job, and as an entrepreneur, your own being your own boss, your company will end up being a burden instead of a blessing because you're going to again invest a lot of hours and a lot of time so you need to really enjoy what you do the purpose of being an entrepreneur is that you're going to be able to generate money be successful but also enjoy what you do and most successful entrepreneurs have a natural talent or passion for what they do what's their why why do they want to bring the solution to this society problem what is their motive that allow them to stay up at night 
wake up really early, work on weekends that they don't care about the time they're putting into their business. And when you know what you want to do, you have to have a business plan. How are you going to do it? What is going to be the differentiator from you to the competitors? How is your business going to be structured? How much money you will potentially need? How would you operate? All of those questions are, have to be developed on a business plan before you even start. Don't just jump out of the window and open up a tent. You have to, or a store, let's say. You have to know what are you going to do, how are you going to do it, how much time you're going to need to do it, and plan it out. The better you do the business plan, the more chances your business has to be successful. And that includes also analyzing your competition, if there's any, or the challenges you could find. And if you need and you can, try to find a mentor, somebody that has already been an entrepreneur or that is already in that industry or that has experience about that product or that topic, that person could guide you and avoid you to fall into holes and into have into problems in the future. That person will save you some pain and any type of pain you can save throughout the process of becoming an entrepreneur is important because usually pain <laughs> in entrepreneurship is associated with money, with losses, and you wanna try to minimize risk. That leads me to the next point, to try to be smart with the money. It doesn't mean you have to be extremely frugal, but you have to be smart. You have to have savings that allow you to cover, in the case of an emergency, the employees or the vendors. And when you create your business, it has to come from either your savings or from investors. What types of investors do you have? How are you going to align yourselves or the goals of the plan with them? And deciding what you spend your money on, what's necessary and what's relevant is very important. Again, you're trying to minimize risk as an entrepreneur. It doesn't mean, and risk not for the business, you will always have risk. And all entrepreneurs are really brave because they don't care about the risk they, they have an idea and they put all all their effort and passion to make it happen i mean about the risk of losses if you can minimize the risk of losses that's awesome that's smart you have to have this clear vision of what does it mean for your business to be successful what is the ultimate goal that vision has to be super clear and you have to memorize it and that has to be part of your drive If your business involves other people, you have to make sure you build a winning team, that you hire smart, good people, not necessarily the highest paid people if you don't have the budget, but you have to try to find good talent. And that is definitely not easy. But a winning team will help you uh, when you're delegating tasks and when you're trusting the people that you're creating your company with. Again, also another topic is networking. Not only for employees, it's important to network for entrepreneurs too. Because if you do networking or you attend different networking events, you can let your business be known and expand your opportunities and the collaborations you might have with other businesses. Marketing for companies and different businesses is also important. If you're advertising a product, a service and all of that, investing either a smaller budget or depending on, on what your goal is, marketing and smart marketing is important and the most important one if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur educate yourself again never stop learning 
either as an entrepreneur or as an employee, you never have to stop learning. The more you learn in different topics, in different aspects, or either business or as an employee or skills or tasks, those things will allow you to be successful no matter what. Now, what's my story about this topic? Well, as a kid, I was already an entrepreneur. I was all the time creating new businesses, very successful actually. I went to the German school in my home country in Ecuador and the first business I had was to sell cake. I would bake cake at home and bring cake to sell to my classmates and to the people in the school. Each piece of cake was one dollar, 12 pieces of cake per cake, and that was two dollars for next ingredients, ten dollars profit of per cake. And I would sometimes when the business started picking up, I would bake two cakes per day. So that was twenty dollars and the Ecuador had American dollars, has it still American dollars. So it was twenty dollars per day, five days a week. That was a hundred dollars a week for hundred dollars a month for a teenager. Very successful business. I will always sell the cake before the break and it was very fun to do and I enjoyed doing it. Another business I had is with my best friend. I was always thinking, always, all the time thinking of what we could do to generate money. On summer, uh, when we couldn't be in school selling cake, I remember one time my best friend, and kudos to her if she's listening, she, she was complaining that we had, she had had too much lemonade throughout the, the whole summer. She was like, I'm tired of these lemons. We had a farm and, and from the farm that we have, the, the, we have a town home and they have trees of lemons and all these lemons, I'm so tired of lemonade. And I said, wait, wait a minute, lemonade? You have lemons? Let's, let's do lemonades. Let's sell lemonades at the park. And she used to live really close to a very important park in Ecuador. And I said, okay, I created a whole supply chain. I said, okay, I'm, you're going to make the lemonade. Your little sister is going to be the transportation person. She's going to bring the, the really cool lemonade with ice to the park. And I'm going to have a little stand in the park with a table and a radio. And I'm going to be playing some music and I'm going to sell the lemonade. <laughs> and, she, and we did it. And it was a very successful business. We sold lemonade for the whole summer and we made a lot of money. The money, the profits were split in half and we bought clothes, we went to the, the movies, and we did a lot of fun things throughout the, the summer. This same friend, my, my best friend, she was complaining one time that her grandfather had, he had a factory of ties and wallets and certain things for gentlemen. And she was complaining that she had spent the whole weekend sorting out some old products that he was gonna throw away. And I was like, what? throw away what? No, let's ask him to give it to us. She's like, you crazy, what do you have in mind? And I was like, it doesn't matter. I have a new business we're gonna do. <laughs> so we collected the old product that the, the grandfather had, all crazy types of product, those ties that have uh, ships and animals. It was really tacky product. And I sold it. I sold it every piece. It was a whole gallery, like a big palette of things, of product, and we sold it in the German school. Of course, I used to go to the German school and tell the teachers, wow, this tie on you will look amazing. Every Latina will love it to the German teachers and they will buy it for me. And, and we also made a lot of money with that. I used to teach salsa classes to the German internship students that would go to, to school. 
I will definitely, I will charge $5 per an hour class and I will commit to the cleaning lady of one of the classrooms to let me stay for longer and I will clean it after and the library people will give me a recording stereo because back in the day we didn't have like mp3s or things like that and I will teach them salsa. And another business that I had, it was, I was a clown for children's parties. So I had my whole outfit, I will dress as a clown and I will offer my services to the parents of small children and I will go there, I was cheaper than any clown, but I will charge, I remember like $40 per three hours of show and I will play with kids and I will paint their faces and I will make a show. I love kids. So for me, that was, that was my passion and it was fun. So I used to do that. As a teenager, as a kid, as a young adult, I was always in business. I was always thinking of new ways of creating new business. I will sell anything, everything, and I will really enjoy it and have fun doing it. Then when I moved here to the United States, my life had to change, right? I needed to work, I needed to find a company. I have a bachelor's in international business and negotiation and multilinguistic. And when I came here and I started working in the, in the logistics industry, right? I, I f saw the need of working for, for a company. And finally, after a few years of working in, in a smaller, more family-oriented company, I had the opportunity to work for the company that I work now, that is a Fortune 500 awarded company. And I can't complain, as, a, as an employee, I've had a fantastic journey. I started in an entry-level position, doing operations, coordinating shipments, coordinating ocean containers in the water, and I remember after a year of my initial job, I've been six and a half years with this company. So six and a half years ago, I was doing containers and all of these entry-level tasks. After a year, they asked me, hey, do you, do you want to learn customs? Do you want to learn the, the, the rules of importation? And I was like, of course, I will learn plumbing if you pay me for it. And I jumped into a completely unknown position to learn how to do imports. I was terrified because you need to work with the US government and how you import a product and all of that. But I take, took the chance and I started learning that new position and all the rules and regulations. And then later on, I had the opportunity to actually do the customs brokerage license, which was a really big challenge. It's a very difficult exam. You can take it only twice a year. And it was, it was crazy. But since the moment I started in this journey of dealing with customers, that I was doing operations, I was doing imports, and I was doing ocean and customs, I knew, I knew as a fact that my role was commercial. I knew, even when they interviewed me for the job, I remember that the, the leader asked me, are you sure you're applying for the right role? <laughs> you're very commercial. Don't you wanna do sales? And I remember saying, no, I want to start from the bottom. I want to learn operations. And once I know it, I can sell the devil the hell. And they laughed because I said that in the interview. But so I did. After being in imports, I had the opportunity to be in a commercial role, developing and handling customers and handling accounts, very important accounts in Miami. I was always thinking of ideas on how to optimize what we were doing how to optimize the customer supply chain, what we could do better, what we could do smarter, what we could use technology for. And that led me to have the opportunity to actually create 
and, and lead a team. Because I'm Latina and we have a Latin America division, I always wanted to get to work for Latin America. So in my mind, I started to fine-tuning my desires and I said, okay, I'm learning operations. I know that my ultimate goal is to go commercial. I would love to be a commercial leader for the Latin America team in the international division. And that's exactly what I did. I had the opportunity to create a team for Latin America and become a commercial leader. First creating a team that a very successful team, different people seeing in different countries and building that team together and that motivation and bringing great results. And then expanding that role to be the senior commercial leader for, for this company. But something that I have learned as an employee, right? Is that sometimes you, you have to create the role that you want to do. It wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easy for me to be able to present effectively in, in different languages and to be able to win the trust of the male leaders also as a female Latina leader, young. I had to win respect, I had to add value, work twice as hard and always trying to find solutions, proactively proposing what we should do in order to be successful. I got the leadership regional role when, when the leader who wanted to hire me asked about me to my leader at the moment, to my manager at the moment, the manager, my manager at the moment laughed and said, well, Carla had already sent me a presentation about this position you're talking about two months ago. She already saw the need of this position and she sent me a, a proposed presentation two months ago. And, and the senior leader laughing and saying, for real? Okay, let's go to the office and have her present to me what she wanted to do. So I was already a step ahead. I already knew what I wanted. I had already presented what I wanted and a solution. So when the opportunity arrives, I was ready, ready to go. I have had the opportunity to be um, and participate with other female leaders within the organization to develop talent had the opportunity to participate in the ERG, Latinx community, and empower the people that we have, Latinos that we have in the company. So it's been a very rewarding story for me and a very rewarding path as an employee. I couldn't say absolutely anything about being an employee that is negative. Before working for this amazing company, I had challenges with previous leadership of the company I used to work for in the, in the sense that the vision, we were not aligned with the vision and the potential of the business. But again, that's why I decided to work for a large corporation where the structure was already there, vision was clear, where the path was clear, and where I knew I could grow as a young professional. So you can be successful either or. In the future, I'm sure that at one moment in my life and at one point in my, my life, I will go back to that entrepreneurship goals that I had or I will open up a side business or a dancing studio or something just because it's in my nature to always be thinking about ideas. Sometimes I have friends that I meet for, for lunch and we tend to talk about business and ideas, business ideas and how to create and solve problems. It's part of my nature. Even as an, as an employee, I think I have that entrepreneurship mindset that I'm always thinking of the company as my own and thinking of solutions that I can bring to the table and taking ownership 
of what I do. And I think that's a key factor to be successful is either if you're the owner or if you're an employee, if you want to be successful, you have to own it. You have to treat it as your own company. So when you have your own company, you're also as passionate to be successful as when you were an employee. But at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy is where you should invest your time because time is life. And it's the only commodity, as I've said in, in previous episodes, that doesn't come back. If you don't invest your time in something that you like, or you don't give it your all in whatever you decide to do, you will regret it later. You're, you're wasting your life away because you're wasting your time. Find solutions. Find the position you like. Find something that you can do that is aligned to your passion. Because the amount of time that you're going to invest, either as an entrepreneur or as an employee is the biggest chunk of your life. It's the most hours of your day. Probably you work more than you sleep. So you have to make sure that whatever you do, either path, brings you happiness, brings you joy, that is enhancing your talents, and that what I like to say always, you're serving. You're giving something back to the community, to the team, to the people, to others. You have a lot of skills, talents, desires, goals, dreams. And you have to utilize those to bring value, to be your best, and especially to be happy. Whatever you do, be your best and be happy. And try to find a work-life blend. Do not become a workaholic. Sometimes we have to work a lot, but we have to go back to balance and find a way where we can invest time in things that we enjoy outside of work, that we can invest time with our family, with our pet outdoors and that we take our health as the most important thing that we have because only when we're healthy we can be entrepreneur only when we're healthy we can be a good employee so invest time in yourself and with that thank you for listening and i hope i could bring some awareness and value about this topic talk to you next time